Episode 49 of The Passive Hang, and we have me, Fayon, on the podcast. Just me, because it's been a year since The Passive Hang was launched, created, and looking back at the archives, episode one was my only other solo episode featuring myself. Wanted to take a bit of time and space to reflect on the journey so far, share with you guys what's happening with my journey at the moment because I've received a couple of questions from you guys about that and just go back through some of the episodes which really struck a chord with me which really to this day I still think about some of the messages that the guests have shared. So it's not going to be too long this week but taking the opportunity before we hit the very special 50. A year ago, deep in COVID lockdown, I was a bit frustrated, a bit frustrated, I think, like a lot of other people, all stuck in our homes. I mean, it was a great time because I had a lot of time to practice, but I felt like there was just something missing, that human connection. And I was following a lot of all these guys on Instagram doing all these crazy, amazing, wonderful things. And I thought... How how could I still connect with them? What would be a good idea? What would be a good excuse to reach out so that I could just have a conversation with some of these guys? And so that was some of the genesis of the idea of the passive hang, which was just to find out a bit more about all these crazy practitioners, teachers, inspiring people that I was following on Instagram because I was getting to the point where they started becoming almost a figment of my imagination. This piece or these these people that only existed on this stylized Instagram. And I wanted to find and connect a bit more to the human element behind some of these guys. So I did that. I created the Passive Hang. I started recording the conversations with the people that I reached out to, and I think it's become a wonderful thing. I hope you guys have got more of a sense out of this modern-day movement community, gaining practical insights, but hopefully more of a connection towards some of these people that you may have been following for a while, remembering that all of us are human, all of us are in it together, All of us are undergoing our own transformation, struggles, and change. Now I realize that this podcast can be a powerful vehicle to feature insights and concepts from this modern-day movement community to a broader audience. Feature the stories of these teachers and practitioners who are leading the way and help connect enthusiasts, listeners to these teachers. So I hope that's what you guys are getting out of this podcast. And I wanted to open the floor up to you guys to ask you guys, reach out and say, hey, who haven't I had on the podcast that you would like me to invite on? And with these people, what would you like me to ask them? Or even generally, are there any broader general areas that you would like me to focus on and maybe feature for a while to get a bit deeper on? Maybe it's hand balancing. Maybe you want to get deeper insight into there and I can reach out to more hand balances. Maybe it's strength programming and I can find 
people inside this culture and outside of this culture on their perspective of how to effectively develop strengths. Anything you guys think of, just let me know. You can reach out to me, as always, on Instagram. That's at Fayon P. That's at P-H-A-O-N-P. Or on the website on thepassivehang.com. So what's been happening with me and my movement journey? So a lot of exciting developments. I've just finished up with my previous teacher, coach, TJ, who is Tijovra in Basilan. He is a teacher from Perth. He used to work with the guys over at Aspen Coaching, but now resides in Melbourne. And I've been working with him for the past two years. TJ is one of those fly-under-the-radar types, so you don't see much of him on the social media. And I didn't connect with him via social media, or I didn't find him via social media. It was actually through one of the gyms over here that I visited and was training at for a while. And when the timing was right for me to start getting coaching from somebody one-on-one, there was no question in my mind it was going to be TJ from some of the group classes that I took with him. I just knew that his knowledge, his attention to detail, there was some special quality there and I wanted to find out more. So if you guys remember from my story all the way back from episode one, I was really struggling with a lot of pains in my body, recurrent pains, recurrent movement patterns that weren't serving me so much anymore. So unconscious movement patterns that were always just setting me back. So some of these things were like a constant sort of neck tension and also some of the way of how my scapula was moving as well meant that every time that I would sort of hit new levels, you know, maybe new pushing levels or new pulling levels, then something would happen and I wouldn't be able to figure out what it was, but that sort of niggling injury would set me back again. I was in a tricky place. I was learning a lot more about my body because my mind had opened up to all this movement stuff and I was trying to study it as much as possible, trying to explore all these different ways of moving as well. But I kept on coming back to almost this feeling of fragility at times because I knew that I couldn't really push myself in a way where I wanted to keep on developing because I would be hampered by these injury risks. And I didn't really know how to manage these injury risks and when they happened as well, what to do at that point. Now, TJ is in a special category because he is a studying osteopath, but he is very much and foremost a movement practitioner as well. And so I love this combination of people who are formally trained, but also have, as Nassim Taleb may say, skin in the game. So two years with TJ has been nothing but transformative to my body and also my mental state. Because compared to where I was before, where I had this and wrestled with this feeling of fragility, I now feel strong. I feel that I can play with my body, which is why I've entered into the movement art of capoeira as well. And I can throw my body around there, play with a lot of the movements which are foreign to me, very fast, dynamic, explosive, and feel that I'm still quite safe having a good capacity to draw from. 
TJ guided me through some challenging periods, especially when I had a couple of injuries flare up, specifically some rib sprains, where previously from that sort of pain, I would have really just backed off completely from training. But he actually showed me a method of how to train through and around this injury. And when the injury or the pain subsided, I was actually stronger than before, rather than previously when I would have just completely rested, taken a non-movement approach, and then come back weaker. That sort of experience is really empowering, showing you that there actually is a different way. And it's different when you kind of read about this stuff to when you actually experience this stuff and then do it yourself. I want to share some of the lessons that I've gained from TJ from our time together with you guys. Number one, high quality basics can go a long, long, long way. Now to give you an example of this, for my upper body strength day, I started off this session with a lot of active to passive hangs and also scapular push-ups. Now this was like the warm-up of my work but we did it in a progressively overloaded manner so they were always increasing in either intensity or volume and I think above all else there was you know my main sort of work which might have been some variation of chin up handstand push up planche push up that sort of thing but I think this type of work really helped me gain a specific type of awareness and specific type of strength or solidification of my scapula, which I think on reflection really paid huge dividends to how I feel now within my body. It's funny how movements can transform and change in terms of sensation, in terms of awareness over a long, long time span. So the scapular push-up that I may be performing now is completely different to the one that I was practicing a year, year and a half ago, where when I first was doing it and I reached a certain level of standard, you know, you might feel, hey, I'm done with this. You know, I've sort of mastered this movement, but there's no mastery here, is there? Especially as you go deeper into the practice, you keep on practicing that specific movement as well and then you realize ah okay that's what the serratus feels like that's what protraction is oh what's this sensation it always keeps on developing which is really exciting so i really learned with tj that just focusing on some of these basic movement patterns can really pay huge dividends huge i guess return on your time And it's well worth it to keep on sticking with them over a long time period. Now, basics can be the lunge, squat, push-up, chin-up, those basic sort of strength patterns that are commonly used. Now, the other portion of what I was mentioning was this focus or this steadfast focus on high quality. And that's what I really learned from him as well, was taking a detailed look into how I was performing these movements, into diagnosing as well what was actually happening, making small tweaks here and there and seeing how if I was to rot- or externally rotate the shoulder or the knee in a specific way or is if I was to position my pelvis in a specific way how that would change and transform the movement so I really got a lot out of that because previously it was more like just 
performing movements as I thought they would be or should be performed, maybe just like mimicking somebody else. Uh, and then after having performed it to a certain sort of level, just being happy with that. But with the, I guess, the drive towards high quality, you always need to be questioning, hey, what's actually going on here? What is the rest of my body doing when I do this movement? What if I change something here? How is that going to affect how is that going to affect the experience? And so I really learned that from TJ and his guidance. Number two, generalist strength and mobility training pay huge dividends. Now the past two years were really just very well programmed strength and mobility programs which provided me with this base capacity for me to develop further in terms of my movement capabilities. So this is more just a reminder to everybody and to myself that as we increasingly go into these deeper layers of complexity, there's still a strong argument to be said for just more basic capacity development. When you get stronger, things get easier. You know, we all can feel that acrobatic element or that locomotion move, once we gain the necessary strength to enter into these ranges, you can just seemingly do it after you figure out the coordination pattern. Number three, and this is a very important point, TJ was always adamant to point out that whatever works for me may not work for another person. So the specific programmed exercises, cues that were sometimes almost a piece of magic right when something clicks when you're like oh okay that's what i need to do oh okay that's a game changer sometimes when it applies to somebody else it's not a game changer at all it's almost maybe it could be negatively affecting them as well so he was always pointing out to think about what is actually happening here open the eyes up to actually observing the changes that are happening and if you're ever taking anybody under your guidance. Don't be especially blinded sometimes to your direct experience. Draw from it, but also look at what is actually happening with the subject in front of you and be scientific about it. See, okay, what is the change that you're trying to affect? If you give a stimulus towards that change, is that actually happening? If not, okay, well, throw aside whatever you may believe to have worked previously from before and think about, okay, what can actually change to work for this person right now? It's the power of perspective, different perspective. And this leads us to the fourth and final point that I want to share with you guys in my reflections of my time with TJ. And it's why I've moved on from TJ. When we first started, TJ said to me, Quite bluntly, hey, when you start with me, after two years, I want you to move on. I want you to learn from somebody else. And just like that, just like he predicted two years on, we've finished up. So point four is learn from other people. So open yourself up to different training methodologies, different personalities, and see what you discover. Because it's hard to imagine sometimes when you're with a teacher for a longer period, what it will be like, you know, on the other side. But now having crossed that void as well, I'm starting to understand what TJ was saying with this, because when you move and 
when you choose to learn from somebody else, you're really exposed to a whole other world that sometimes just one person cannot expose you to. So to keep the practice open, to keep evolving as a person as well, do not be afraid of seeking different teachers. I just want to conclude here by saying my heartfelt appreciation for the last two years to TJ and for anyone looking for a great teacher, great coach in this movement space, please feel free to reach out to him. I can only 100% endorse him with all my heart. So who am I training with now? And that is with Thomas Emerson from Praxis Canberra. And so I've connected with Thomas a few times. First, via the podcast, I've had him on here twice. I do recommend you guys to check out those chats if you haven't already. And I went up to Canberra earlier on in the year to see the establishment of Praxis because it's a beautiful facility and to see what sort of energy, what sort of environment, how his teaching was in actual person. So I really connected with the way he conducted his affairs, with the quality, with the eye for detail. You know, he always talks a lot about trusting the process, doing the work, paying attention. And that was really embodied with uh, the energy that I felt there. So I joined to become one of his students. I'm about to start my second phase. So it's still early on, but after a while, I'll report my findings to you guys as to how the experience has been but so far so good learning a lot and as what my point four just said i'm gaining a lot from the different perspective the different learning or teaching methodology that i'm now learning from so that's where i'm currently at in addition to praxis i'm also training capoeira twice a week at least i started that practice from the start of this year and that's been a very very exciting challenging context to apply all this physical development in and also I'm now running a group class down here in Melbourne so I was running a couple of classes beforehand before all the COVID lockdowns and I've just restarted that so if you guys are in Melbourne and are interested to connect and want to find out more about a movement type approach send me a message because I'd love to have you join into the Melbourne movement hang. Okay, so the only other thing that I wanted to cover today was to reshare some of the messages that really resonated with me from some of the previous conversations. So all the conversations have been, you know, wonderful to connect with a lot of the guests, but here are a few that still ring throughout my mind for whatever reason. So the first one comes from Josef Fricek, who is the founder of Fighting Monkey, and in my chat with him, he talks about the relationship between energy and risk appetite. He talks about when, how, when energy is low, our appetite for risk and uncertainty also reduces how that when we are tired, we want to have certain outcomes, which may be the reason why when we are tired, we prefer to stick within our own habitual patterns. We are less likely to reach out to explore to try something new which may or may not work very powerful stuff said in that chat i do recommend you guys check that one out so number two is the chat with harry williams where he really gives a whole handstand workshop or like a lecture series in our conversations together 
goes deep on the differences between scapular positions and how that relates to the common basic shapes of the straight tuck and straddle. I recently went to a workshop with Harry, I met him in person, and he is just like how he presents in the conversation. He's very real, very raw, and also a very, very high quality teacher. And I got to experience this workshop of his, which he explains in our chat. And so if you guys don't have the opportunity to experience his teaching in person, I would say check out that chat because there's a deep pool of knowledge that he very generously shares there, which very much transformed my understanding of the handstand. So the third one is the conversation with Connor Wilde, where he goes deep into creative sequencing and starting to move in a way that is uniquely your own. He talks about how to mesh movements together, start cutting them up into little different pieces, and then finding entries and exits from these cut up portions so that you don't have to do this set movement pattern as you always perform them, but find different ways of performing, entering into them, exiting out of them, and then entering into another one. So I found that concept very powerful and something that I'm trying to incorporate more and more into the capoeira and the locomotion practice as well. The fourth and final one that I will share with you guys today is the one with IF physio Scott White. And that's because he shares his approach to when things go wrong when you might get an injury, he pretty much lays out a roadmap of how to approach things when you may have an injury and how to take a movement approach towards it. So I really highly recommend you guys check out that chat because I think that risk of injury is always there present with us. You know, it's kind of always lurking in that corner, right? And it's how we can respond to when these type of events happen that really make a difference towards our long-term practice. So that's it for today. Hope you guys enjoyed that solo episode. There's nothing like me with a microphone staring at my screen. You know, it's a bit confronting, but trying my best. Hope you guys got some value out of that. Hope you guys have a bit more of a sense about where I'm at in my journey as well and I hope to just keep on continuing to serve you guys to keep on finding out who the interesting people leading this space are and also to find out a bit more about their story a bit more about their practical insights that they can share to help us with our journeys remember if you'd like to connect you can reach out on Instagram that's at phaonp at p-h-a-o-n-p or also on the website on thepassivehang.com. Now remember, I'm looking also for your guys' input. So if you have any suggestions as to who I should bring onto the podcast, or if there are any suggestions of any areas that you would like me to focus on and feature for a while as well, please reach out, send me a message. I'd love to hear it and I'll do it. I'll reach out to those people. I will get deep on some of these, le- uh, these areas. So I'm really looking forward to that. All right, that's it for today, guys. Um, I'll see you guys in the next episode, which is episode 50. Wow, episode 50. I'll catch you guys then.